It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and well... It is the uh, Labor Day weekend, and we're going to talk about it today here on the broadcast. This is a show, as I say, about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports. We don't talk politics. We don't talk doctrine, but We always speak well of one another, and that's the way we've done it now for 1,087 shows today. That's a lot of talking over a lot of years. And, of course, uh, when I have a show and it's just us, then we play a little gospel music. and We'll just kind of get you ready for church this morning. And I do hope that you are planning on going to worship services today. I would invite you to uh, join me. I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. And that is between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So let's say you're heading toward Park Avenue on Capital Circle. Then look for us on the right-hand side of the road. We'll have our sign out there on Sunday morning. And like I say, that's your invitation to Come and worship with us. We can check us out on the web, frcm.us. 1105 is our start time. We do love visitors at Freedom Road Christian Ministry. So now, Labor Day. As uh, we think about the time between Memorial Day and Labor Day, it's kind of being the summer. And then Labor Day comes along and then everything kind of changes after that. And uh, uh, for those who are political, then that really uh, ramps up the political season going into the general election in November. And uh, I call it the silly season because things get real crazy right before elections. And we've seen this over the years. and It just seems to hold true that people go a little bit crazy concerning their Politics, but then again, people go a little crazy over sports too, and a lot of different things. And I would like to think that we would get just as excited about church and about uh, serving the Lord and worship and all the things that we do in Christian faith. I just believe that uh, there's something to be excited about because we know the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and he who brings salvation to our soul. That is indeed something to be excited about. But, as I say, this is uh, the Labor Day weekend. And uh, I'm one of those who, uh, for years, never thought much about it. I've always kind of been intrigued by the thought that uh, the day that we call Labor Day is the day we take off and we don't labor. Or some people don't anyway. It's right. Uh, 
Let me read you something here. What's behind the history of Labor Day? The holiday evolved out of decades of tension between workers and unions on one side and state security forces and employees on the other. During the last two decades of the 1800s, workers carried out some 37,000 strikes in the United States and between 1870 and 1814, up to 800 American workers were killed during strikes almost entirely by state security forces or the military. So that's reported in the Washington Post. <laughs> so we come to this uh, time that we refer to as Labor Day. Labor Day, let's see. We're going to have it this year on the, uh, let's see, I think it's the 7th. Let me look at my calendar here. We got it right here in front of me. The 5th, I'm sorry. So the 5th of September, Monday, is the day that we celebrate Labor Day here in 2022. Labor Day pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers and is traditionally observed on the first Monday in September. It was created by the Labor Day movement of the late 19th century and became a federal holiday in 1894. And uh, Grover Cleveland was the president who signed it into existence. And so that just gives you some background of what it's all about and kind of where it started a the Pullman strike was a, a Pullman simply means the people who worked on the railroads uh, in the passenger cars and things became a big strike. And, of course, strikes have been a part of the American tradition over the years. But so what is the, uh, the concept behind celebrating a day that you'd call Labor Day? And this is what came to me. And it's simply this. It has to do with prosperity. It has to do with people having the ability to be able to make money and provide for their families and to have the niceties of life that one would have and to sustain life. It's just about prosperity and the ability for people to be able to make the most out of their labor. It's a a book, if you ever get a chance to read it, it's called The Jungle. And uh, it is quite revealing concerning working conditions in the northern part of the United States. And uh, I find it interesting just to say that, you know, we fought a whole war over slavery in the South. Of course, at one time there was slavery in the North, too. But the things that were done to the early migrants that came to America for the purpose of prosperity. They wanted a better life. They wanted to be able to provide for their family in a better way. So they came to America, and so many of them were used and abused. As I say, if you ever get a chance to read it, it's called The Jungle. It's called The Jungle. It's very eye-opening and very revealing 
about the early days of the migrant movement into the United States, people who literally were treated like slaves. And the thing is that it seemed to be accepted in so many realms. So what's this all about? Prosperity. And you say, well, when we think of prosperity, you think, well, people are just getting rich. No, you're not always getting rich, but you're able to provide. Provide for your family and have a better quality of life. And that's why the unions were formed and people were banded together. And, of course, unions, like a lot of things, in many ways became abused. They became abusive. But that's just kind of the way human nature goes because when it comes to uh, being abusive one to another, humans seem to be very, very good at doing just such a thing. So there are some things that we're going to talk about, about this thing, about just being prosperous, just trying to raise your family, make a good living, and be able to Carry out your faith in, in such a way as, as your convictions would lead you to do so. But we know that there's always oppression. And here in this country, we have movements that the background is to oppress, but never is that said openly. And sometimes I just wonder... So where do some of these things come from? Now, I'm talking about modern-day history today, the day in which we're living today. The things that you would hear on the news, things you would read in the newspaper, and sometimes you, you might hear somebody uh, uh, giving a clip on the radio where they're uh, interviewing somebody, and, and some of the things that, that come out of people's mouths, I'm just going... Huh? <laughs> like I said, I've lived a few years. And I'm going, where in the world did that come from? Well, we're going to take a look at it, talk a little bit about it here on the broadcast today. Keep this perspective in mind that this is a show about the church. This is about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, the things that I discuss here on this broadcast has to do with how society and how life affects the church and the people that's in the church, the lives that we live and our freedoms. All of these things, well, they're very important to me. And I believe that they are also very important to the church and to the work and the ministry of the church because we are people who, by and large, this is just what I, I say, that we as Christian people, we basically just want to be left alone. <laughs> we do. We just, we just want to be left alone to live our lives and to carry out the things that are important to us. But oftentimes, there are things that come forth from uh, society, sometimes from government, that changes all of that. And sometimes we feel like we're being forced into a box. In other words, you believe the way I think you ought to believe 
or you will be uh, outcast in society. And then there are people like me who um, I really haven't changed much in my years of living. I was raised a certain way, certain truths, certain values. I've been in church all my life. And uh, you're not going to change me too much. But what concerns me is the influence of the innocent ones, the children. And uh, your children, my children, my grandchildren. And how are they being influenced? How are their lives being affected? What will they be involved in in years to come because of those who've had influence in their lives. And all of these things are very important to me and concerning. And I go back to the question. Some of the things that I would say is bizarre that's going on around, that's things that you're knowing that your children are being taught where did these things come from? How did this happen? How did we evolve to this point? Well, I am very much concerned. And I've said this before here on this broadcast. I'm very concerned about society and the movement of society and things that are affecting people and affecting the church. So, as I say, we'll talk about it. But we'll also play a little music because it always helps to just worry minister. on the seas, so the brothers. wind and troubled water. Faith keeps Regret keeps looking back, searching for the shore. Boy, those guys, <laughs> they can really sing. They can harmonize well. That's just good to me. That's just good music. That's the uh, Booth Brothers. It's called Faith Keeps Walking. And uh, they said, fear just sees a sky full of lightning. But faith, faith just keeps walking. And uh, I wanted to play that song because, well, I'm, I'm talking about just society as we see it. Here on this Labor Day weekend, a weekend that represents prosperity and and. Uh, the well-being. I'm talking about well-being of, of, of families. and you know, In other words, uh, to say you're making enough money, you're getting all the bills paid. You got a little left over for some other things if you want to, and just to enjoy life. And that's what the, the labor union movement was about, was to be able to allow people to have prosperity. And be able to actually make your hours that you work and labor beneficial to you so that you can have things that makes for a good quality of life. But we know that in a lot of ways, that movement, as a lot of movements, can become abusive. And uh, because that's the nature of humanity to take things and uh, Oftentimes, just to allow things just to go sour. But that's not our focus today. When we're talking about prosperity and the uh, 
just general good living, just having a good life and being able to just enjoy good things. We are blessed here in America, I believe. I know that we're having some struggles right now, and, and uh, uh, this thing called inflation is out there. And, of course, uh, people on one side of the political aisle says, oh, no, 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 it's really not. And the other side says, yes, it is. Well, take it from me, ladies and gentlemen. It's here because uh, just things that didn't cost much now cost a lot. For instance, I went out to uh, pick and pull and uh, just buying a used battery. And normally, I'd pay about $21 for a used battery. Went out there, bought a used battery, $32. That's a big jump now. <laughs> and, I, and I said to the, to the girl, and she was very, very nice, and of course, uh, I don't mean to pick on people. I'm just telling her, I said, now, it really didn't cost them that much more to take that battery out of a used car that they just bought that they're going to junk. Well, then she began to tell me, she said, well, but we have to pay this to the environmentals and all these sort of things. And I said, okay, I get the picture here. But the truth of the matter is, inflation is a reality of life. We're dealing with that. We're dealing with uh, a lot of things that you can't find. I mean, just a just a year or so ago, you go to the stores and it had, it had everything. Now there are some things well you can't get it at that store. You may be able to go get it to the uh, in another store, but this store doesn't have it. They're out of it, and that's just a part of what we're dealing with at the moment. And I asked a question just a little while ago. I says, "Where's all this stuff come from?" Now I was listening. Uh, on the radio uh, Sunday night coming into town there's a podcast it's called the Red Peeled uh, Podcast it's, uh, they say it's a storytelling uh, podcast but it got me to thinking because these are some of the things that I have read and know very little about but know a little bit about and that's the the Marxist movement that started in the 1800s and uh, Karl Marx and his Thoughts that has indeed become a movement. And this particular podcast did a real good job of just bringing this history to us and how it came to America. And, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to finish it because I had to get into the church because I had things I had to do. But it gave me enough to understand that there, there is a movement and it's been around for a long, long time to uh, destroy capitalism, which is what we're talking about here when we're talking about the Labor Day weekend. Capitalism, the ability for a person to go to the marketplace or go into a place of employment and earn a wage that will be beneficial to their family so they can have what they need to provide for the needs of your family and a little more. It's that you don't have to be uh, paycheck to paycheck, that you can actually have a little extra money and maybe maybe enjoy going out to dinner sometimes or buying you a nice car or maybe uh, just whatever it is you may want to do. There's nothing, nothing wrong with all of that. But 
the Marxist movement does not have that as its goal. And it really is a movement of control, of bringing people's lives into subjection to a concept that was created by a man who liked to control. Well, keep in mind that my theme here on this show is always the church. And I said, well, how does this affect the church? Well, in societies that have stemmed from these teachings, religion, uh, worship of a deity gets in the way. It gets in the way of people who have the mindset that they want to control. And unfortunately, in many of these societies where this has become dominant, the ones who are on top, they're living pretty good. But the ones who are a little lower down, not so good. And that's just the way it is. And the idea that uh, everybody has equal opportunity to go and work hard and earn a good wage and to have enough and then some. Well, that goes contrary to many of these teachings and these philosophies. And again, we say, where did this come from? <laughs> and again, I say, well, I, I hear things. I go, what in the world? Because I didn't hear that 10 years ago, five years ago. Where did it come from? Well, I don't believe that just all of a sudden society decided that it's just going to, without any type of coercion at all, it's just going to start believing a lot of this crazy stuff. No, it's a movement. And there are people pulling the strings behind the scenes. So how are people caught up in these things? Well, I remember at one time, uh, I was, uh, I think I told you this a couple weeks ago, my son uh, gave me the opportunity, he was, he was a teacher at Rob Middle School, to come and teach one day. And so I did. And I, I told the, the young people then about the things that we were talking about. I said, the thing that drives people is passion. People are passionate about things. And people who have a passion for a concept that often is destructive, they're very, very passionate about it. But in order to sway people, and this has to do with the ballot box, to make people vote for somebody who really is promoting a lifestyle that is destructive, and you'd say, why would a person who has good character and things, vote for people who would believe these things or practice these things. And what happens is that in a political season, these people will find something that brings the emotion out. Something that they oh, these other people are going to Take this away from you. If you don't vote for us, they're going to take this away from you. 
And it all becomes about the passion for that and the emotion. And so people will go to the ballot box and they'll vote for something that really is not for their best interest. But oh, <laughs> see the passion. So it becomes an emotional thing and a lot of times not a rational thing. And they don't realize the consequences. Uh, just as a for instance, since 2009, our national debt here in America has risen by $13 trillion. No, that's wrong. 23, 20, yeah, $23 trillion. From 19, uh, uh, 2009 to 2020. It's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing what's happened. I mean, we're, we are becoming a, a nation that is strangling ourselves because of the debt. And all of this debt that's going to be passed on to my children and my grandchildren. And, uh, between the debt and the interest, it's just it's just hard to even fathom how a nation could survive. And then uh, um, you ask ourselves the question: Well, if we are continually borrowing this money, where are we getting it from? Who are we borrowing this money from? And then you say, well, where did the inflation come from? Well, when the government keeps sucking up the money, then there's less money for society to have that causes the inflation. And then we turn around and we're thinking, wow, that sure is a pile of debt that we have there. How are we going to get rid of that? Instead of saying, okay, we've got to do something about attacking that pile of debt. Instead, we go out and borrow more. And we've just done this just recently. I mean, our Congress has just <laughs> put another pile of debt on us and then turn around and say, well, look here, uh, people are responsible for paying this loan back to the government. No, don't worry about it. And so now we're piling that debt on the next generation that comes along. And you say, well, why would people, when it comes to the next election, why would they vote for those same people who did that? Because there'll be something, something that gets the emotions going. So people will vote their emotion even against their own best interest. Well, see, these are philosophies that goes back to people like Karl Marx, who came up with these things, and people have taken these concepts and they've just developed them. And uh, learning how to control society. That's where we are. And, uh, well, Pastor King, you're being kind of gloomy today, aren't you? No. 
I'd just like to tell the truth because see, all of this, all of this affects the church. But I'm kind of like gold city. I'm not giving up. No, 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 no. Well, what I should do, just I'll just stop talking and I'll just play that song three or four more times uh, here in the broadcast because they were saying it pretty good. Uh, I'm not giving up either. And uh, yes, there is a devil out there and he's a, all about stealing the souls of mankind. But I'm not going to give up. <laughs> this is the uh, Gospel on the Radio Talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am always just excited to spend an hour with you on a Sunday morning here on 94.1 on your radio dial. We talk about the church, things that affect church. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we always speak well of one another. Sometimes people say, well, Pastor King, you sure do get mighty close to some of these things. Well, I do have the license <laughs> to talk my mind, and uh, if it sounds political, then so be it. But uh, that's just reality of things. Let me tell you a couple of things, and there's some other areas that I want to get into. First of all, tonight, over at the American Legion that's on Lake Yellow Drive, is the first Sunday night of the month, Gospel Sing. And... Uh, Things you don't have to go to work tomorrow, maybe, this would be a good night for you to come out and visit and uh, find out what it's all about. Every first Sunday night of the month, have different groups that come in, and uh, we always enjoy it. 6.30, the name of the group is Jeff Davis and his band. I know we've had Jeff Davis there several times, and I've had him here on the talk show but I don't think I've ever heard the band. So I'm looking forward to that. And I want you to come out and join us. 6.30. That's on uh, Lake Alla Drive, right off Monroe Street. Just uh, turn right there. Well, it's right across from the Publix. Just turn right there. It's right before you get to uh, Tharp Street. And uh, join us. You'll have a good time. 6.30 p.m. tonight at the American Legion. And then on the 17th of September, out at Bible Believers Church, out on Highway 20, head west, on the left-hand side, they're going to have a uh, gospel sing, and it's a gentleman, they call him Big Mo. Big Mo is going to come and sing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's on a Saturday. Then they're going to follow that up with a, a meal. And it just sounds like a great time. And so I would encourage you to go out. And uh, I usually make those announcements on my uh, music show. But I just felt like to, to, this morning I'd tell you about them because they're, you know, well, the 17th is what, a week, a week or so away. But tonight is the singing at the American Legion. I want you to come out and enjoy that and have a good time. And uh, here's some great gospel music. You'll be blessed. And I like for people to be blessed. And, of course, uh, once again, an invitation to join me and be with me tomorrow, uh, the, today, <laughs> this morning, at the uh, Freedom Road Christian Ministry. 
that's the church that I pastor, and I love people. We love having visitors. We're at 720 Capitol Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. 11.05 is our start time. FRCM.us. You can find us on the web and check us out. Bring the family to Freedom Road Christian Ministry. Now, we're talking about society and things that I believe are destructive to God's people. They're destructive to the church and they're destructive to families. And I'm all about what is good for the family. And uh, the things that are political can't affect the church. And uh, I've talked about this a couple weeks ago, is that back when this whole thing started with COVID-19, I mean, literally the government come in and said to the church, you cannot have services. And uh, I tell you what, I got my back up over that thing. And I did not shut my church down because I don't think the government has a right to tell a church they can't have services. Well, you say, well, you're not supposed to be talking politics. I'll talk politics when the politics comes after that which I am devoted to, and that's the church. Well, as society has progressed, and uh, most people that I know don't really know much about the founding of this country, you can talk to them, and uh, you, you say, well, uh, President Andrew Jackson as well, that, that's a name probably would stand out. But if I say, what about President Millard Fillmore or, or Franklin Pierce? They don't know these people. Zachary Taylor. People don't know these names. These are the presidents of the United States. But as history has progressed, first George Washington in his inaugural or in his farewell address he cautioned about political parties, and he encouraged this nation not to have political parties. But we are. <laughs> and, of course, uh, uh, and you go back to, to the beginning, there were the, the Federalists, and there was the Democratic Republican Party, there were the Free Soilers. That was the name of a party. There were the Whigs, who only had two presidents to ever win the presidency. Both of them were generals of some military uh, war, and both of them died in office. So <laughs> kind of uh, did so much for the Whigs. And then, of course, uh, uh, right before the Civil War, the Republican Party was formed out of the uh, remnants of the Free Soilers and the Whigs. And interesting enough, they, they uh, formed their party having to do with the issues of slavery. And, of course, uh, President Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican president. So, but as history has progressed, then... We find that the uh, 
different parties would do whatever it takes to be able to sway the majority. And after the Civil War, I mean, it was a long progression of Republican presidents. Grover Cleveland broke that chain in uh, 1892, I think it was. And then uh, after he served for one term, and then he was defeated by Benjamin Harrison, and was a Republican. Then he came back and served another term. And then from there on, it was, uh, what, two, three more Republican presidents before there was a Democratic president. And so that just kind of gives you the trend. So one of the parties kind of bases itself upon uh, prosperity and uh, um, trying to do things that are good for society as such. But the other party, in the beginning, would call itself, well, we're a populist party. We're all about the people. But found itself losing ground. And so it became a coalition of particular uh, interest. In other words, uh, this group here, you know, they were the uh, environmentalist, and the others were more uh, involved in social things. And some of them were, and so you get the picture. And so none of these groups was large enough, would have enough sway of the population to become a party big enough to win a presidential election. But these groups band together. And so you have all of these different uh, <laughs> movements, quote, pulling, pulling. See, none of them are dominant enough to control the whole thing. So if you have a, a candidate, then that candidate has to be able to appease all of those different groups. And a lot of times they'll stand before the people Say, well, I believe such and such a thing, but they really don't. But they know they have to say they do because these people here won't vote for them if they don't. And I find that to be very, uh, well, let's just say it's, it's concerning as a, as a nation and as a people because we find people who are, who oftentimes will let's just say, sell us all out so that they can become elected. And, uh, and then we begin to see some of the results of some of these things. And you say, why? Why is it that they would take the fence down at the border and just let illegals just stream across the border, bringing drugs and disease and all of these things and just let it happen. You say, why would that be? Why would that be allowed to happen? Well, you got a group here that's got a lot of sway. And uh, so we got to make them happy. And then you look over here and you go, well, why? Why, why are they letting that happen? Well, you got another group over here and uh, we got to make them happy. And so there you go. And the thing is, as a nation, the people suffer. 
and they have things like inflation and a lot of the other struggles that we have that wouldn't have to be with just a little common sense. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know whether you could run on the common sense platform. That, that, that might happen. I don't know. I mean, somebody might want to try it. Just, I'm just, I'm your common sense candidate. Just, just trying to make a little sense out of it. Let's listen to Kara Robertson here. I want the people to see Jesus in me. Now, I think that uh, Brother Carol Robertson here has just um, summed it up for us because that's really the church. I said this earlier, the broadcast, that we who are Christian people, we go to church, we tend to our families, and mostly we just want to be left alone. We don't, we don't want to be encumbered with uh, some government edict to the church and say, well, you can't, you can't have church now because of this uh, whatever. No, we don't want any of that. We just want to be left alone. But I used to say this to my congregation back in the 80s, and I said this a lot. I said, there come a day when the church, I'm talking about the Christian people, are going to have to become communal because there's going to be oppression. And I believe a lot of that is uh, is out there. And uh, a lot of times we find ourselves being the uh, target of things because we have opinions. And, of course, uh, with the whole tax exemption thing, they, they try to tell us that you can't speak you, you cannot speak, because if you speak, we're going to take away your tax exemption. Well, I'm going to speak, and I'm just going to speak my mind, and I'm going to tell the truth. And I want to just say that as Christian people, we have responsibilities to follow truth and not allow media to sway our minds, read the Scriptures, Hear what God has to say and live our lives accordingly. But of great concern to me is if I send my grandchildren, because I don't do it, but their parents do, to a secular school, what are they going to learn that I'm not even aware of? And uh, is that going to counterbalance what we're teaching them in the home and in church. See, those things concern me, and they concern the church. That's why I, I said we've got to speak out, and we've just got to be able to, to blend our voice out there with all the other voices. And uh, just what Carol Robertson was just singing about is I want the people to see Jesus in me. In the life that I live and how I conduct myself, I want Jesus Christ to be Lord of all. And his teachings are my teachings. His truths are my truths. And I'm going to proclaim those truths even if there be those who would disagree with me. I'm going to proclaim what Scripture tells me is right 
and what is right for me and what is right for my church and what is right for my family. Because, well, I believe with all of my heart that God is alive, that God sent his son Jesus to the cross of Calvary to die for my sins, and I have the hope of heaven. And I know that uh, my Heavenly Father did all of this for me and for all of my loved ones because He loves me. It's Mike Bullen. But I That's Mike Bolin, that I could still go free. And that's that's a heart of the church, that we can be free in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, join me Saturday night, 7 o'clock, for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, and then Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock for the daily broadcast of Gospel on the radio broadcast. We'll have a good time and be back here next Sunday morning at 8 o'clock for the Gospel on the Radio talk show. And we appreciate you for tuning in. And uh, don't forget, come worship with us, Freedom Road, 720 Capital Circle, Northeast, 1105. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray over America. Lord, I pray for this radio audience. Lord God, bless them, watch over, protect them, Father God. And Lord, for our churches, we do pray for our churches today, Father. Let there be just great worship. It's just a great service, Father God, a great anointing coming forth from our pulpits. Father God, we pray for peace, peace in this old world, and peace in the city of Jerusalem, with the nation of Israel. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.